Welcome back to our podcast, Regulation Matters, A Clear Conversation. Once again, I'm your host, Lyon Dempsey. I'm currently the Chief Compliance Officer with Rick and Benny Associates Family Dentistry here in North Carolina and Virginia, and I'm also CLEAR's President for 2022 to 2023. As many of you are aware, the Council on Licensure Enforcement and Regulation, or CLEAR, is an association of individuals, agencies, and organizations that comprise the international community of professional and occupational regulations. This podcast is an opportunity for you to hear about important topics in our regulatory community. Joining us today on today's episode is Marcial Bu. He is the chief executive of the Equality and Human Rights Commission in the UK and also the chair for a new professional body for regulators in the UK, the Institute of Regulation. We're really glad to have you with us today. Great. Thanks, Lon. Good to be here. Well, we're certainly uh, happy to speak with you and uh, glad we have our listeners with us. Um, I know you've had an opportunity to speak with Adam Parfit, uh, CLEAR's executive director, and I understand that you're setting up an Institute of Regulation in the UK. So please kind of tell us a little bit about that. Well, thanks very much, Lyon. And, um, and thank you for inviting me on this podcast, because uh, we're trying to do in the UK with the regulatory community here, a lot of the stuff that I know that Clear has been doing for a long time, which is bringing together people who are interested in regulation, who work in regulation, and establishing a professional community so we can learn from each other, see what works, um, and um, and chew the fat a little bit about some of the issues of the day, which um, which some of those will be the, very similar to the ones that uh, exist in the United States, Canada, and many other countries, but some are obviously specific to the United Kingdom, and uh, and we talk with the regulatory community here about those. So uh, we set ourselves up about eighteen months ago. We've got a website now. We're running events, a bit of training, and we have an annual conference coming up in February where we're. Uh, looking to invite as many people working in regulation to meet in person in central London uh, and talk about all of these geeky issues that we care so much about. That sounds fantastic. Now, you know, <clears throat> regulation is a very large scope of, of, of area. Um, so who are making up your members currently and, and kind of what kind of regulation do they they do now? Sure. Well, we, we reckon that there are about hundred around a hundred bodies in the UK who have uh, very um, specific regulatory responsibilities there are other organizations as well obviously that uh, that regulate and enforce the, the law but there are about a hundred or so and and they range from organizations that deal with let's call it professional regulation so making sure that um, uh, whether they're accountants or doctors or airline pilots or nurses, meet professional thresholds so that they have a license to do their job properly and there are processes to determine whether they're fit to practice um, if there are challenges to them. So there's a whole professional regulation. There's obviously also uh, economic regulation. Those organizations that set prices and make sure that consumers are treated fairly and that businesses can make a reasonable profit and invest in innovation and development. There are also um, public uh, service regulators. So we've got members who are um, working in health or education, making sure that those services are um, delivering good quality, value for money services to members of the public. And um, I work in, um, as you mentioned, the Equality and Human Rights Commission. So 
uh, and previously I worked uh, in regulating um, politicians and making sure that they behaved. So I would say that my own background is more ethical. So it's kind of ethical regulation, making sure that people uphold standards of behavior and, um, and in our case um, now comply with equality law so that they don't, they don't um, discriminate or, or, or show prejudice and that the way they're, they're treating people by their race or by their sex or by their age. Well, that's interesting. You, you, I, I want to hear more about your regulatory journey. Um, you know, a lot of the, the listeners know mine, you know, from, from being a, a senior investigator with the North Carolina Dental Board, going through the whole Federal Trade Commission and Supreme Court stuff, um, and, and now working in uh, kind of on the other side, if you would, as a compliance officer. Um, tell us more about kind of how you got to where you got to be. <laughs> Cool. Well, uh, I've, I've, uh, I would say I've worked in five different regulatory bodies uh, now. The first one uh, was an organisation that doesn't exist anymore. It's called the, it was called the uh, Audit Commission, and it was responsible for inspecting um, the services provided by local government in, in the UK, in England and Wales, actually. Um, and so those were housing services and some local health services and um, street cleaning and all the kind of things that local government does. And, and, and so I was working as a director of policy in an organization that inspected all of those and wrote reports and made sure that they spent m- money properly. Then I moved to a similar body that does the same at a national level. It's called the National Audit Office in the UK. Um, I was director of strategy and communications there. And that meant that I was, the organization was responsible for checking that central government did its job properly, spent public money properly. So, so it wasn't um, a, a clear regulatory role. It was more an audit uh, function, but nonetheless, we published reports on whether um, the government did its uh, job properly. There's a, there's a parallel body in the United States now, and I've forgotten its name. Um, I, then, I, I then worked, uh, as, I, as I mentioned, regulating members of parliament. Um, we here in the UK in around 2008, 2009, had what we call an expenses scandal where uh, members of parliament here were caught um, spending public money um, on themselves, basically in various different ways. And so parliament here created a new regulator to make sure that politicians were paid fairly um, and um, and uh, in line with the rules. That's what regulators do, obviously, is that they enforce the rules. So, so in this case, I was responsible for paying the salaries, setting and paying the salaries of all politicians, uh, setting and paying their pensions, and also uh, setting the rules for them to claim for travel costs, for staffing costs, for office costs, and all the all of the things that they needed to spend in order to do their jobs as politicians. So, so obviously those politicians who travelled further, in our case from Scotland or from Northern Ireland, would get more money in order to uh, compensate them for those extra travel costs. Um, but all of them um, got the same budget to employ staff and uh, and um, and pay their pay their wages and things like that. And uh, in the six and a half years I did that job. Um, I had the power to report politicians to the police, and I did that. 
And uh, one of them uh, lost his job as a result. It wasn't because I sacked him, because obviously I didn't have the power to do that. Sure. But I did have the power to, ref re to recall him, in effect. Uh, and it was his constituents, his voters, who decided that actually after he was found guilty of fraud, that they did not want him to represent them anymore. So I did that job. Then I did a bit of regulation of public health during the pandemic. And here I am now re regulating equality law. That's awesome. Well, it sounds quite like quite the I like this this term I'm using this regulatory journey. I think we've all been on different types of regulatory journeys. So what are some of the, the current regulatory challenges that that you are facing in the UK? Well, um, lots, lots, obviously. I mean, as I said earlier on, there are some of them which are uh, common to some of the regulatory challenges that everybody's facing. So, you know, how do you make sure that businesses can innovate and improve while um, uh, and have the freedom to do that while you're also protecting uh, vulnerable consumers and making sure that people aren't exploited? So how to balance those needs of different interest groups, you know, the consumers and the producers, um, current taxpayers and future generations. So that's a, a challenge I'm sure we all face in different ways. There's another challenge which is similar uh, around the world, uh, which I don't think we, any of us have quite grappled with properly, which is how we regulate those, um, those, those goods that we use, which, tr which transcend national boundaries. So I'm thinking here about uh, um, big tech, finance, cryptocurrencies, but also the environment. You know, we're all breathing the same air and, uh, and you know, the, the waters that swirl around our countries, you know, it's all, it's all the same and nobody really regulates that. And there's a, there's a risk as in, as in all sectors that are poorly regulated, that one person can do some bad things and, uh, and nobody stops them. So, so, so that's the challenge that we're facing alongside everybody else. But there are some challenges in the UK that I think are, are a bit unique to us. And, and some of those stem from um, Brexit, so-called, you know, leaving the U European Union, where uh, for 30 years nearly, we have benefited from directives that uh, rules, regulations that have come from the EU, have been negotiated by 28 countries. Um, and now we in the UK are faced with coming up with our own rules. And, uh, and that's a challenge for us because there's lots and lots of rules that we have to decide whether we want to keep from the EU or whether we want to change. So, so that's a process that we're going through at the moment. It's obviously an opportunity for us to take stock of our regulatory environment and, and choose whether to tighten some rules or to loosen others, but it's, it's certainly a challenge that we've got at the moment. So how do you think uh, clear members and, and members of the Institute of Regulation can make connections and interact? What, what are our options there? Well, one of the things that we've done when we set up this Institute of Regulation uh, here in the UK is look around the world at other bodies that are grappling with similar issues. And we found that there are um, four or five organizations like CLEAR uh, in New Zealand and Australia, um, in the United States and Canada, as well as India as well. There's a, there's a really interesting group of regulators uh, in India who all of us are trying to learn from each other, understand what makes good regulatory practice, where over time we can tighten the rules if we need to, you know, like um, when we are 
regulating new medicines or new technology and it's important to make sure that we give confidence to consumers and where we can loosen rules because you know we don't need some of the regulations that we had in place 30 or 40 years ago when the world was a different place so 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 all of this is something that we can learn from each other and i hope very much that members of clear and members of the institute of regulation in the uk um, can um, cross fertilize you know as I, as I say we've got a conference coming up in in february we've also got a website and we've got events just as you do um, and it may be that there are some clear events that that um, some of colleagues i have here on this side of the pond would would be interested in in, in attending or vice versa and uh, and what, one of the great things i've uh, discovered over the years is um, that even though we're regulating different things uh, we have a common language and common concerns sometimes i spoke to a chap who regulates uh the seas in maritime regulator in new zealand and uh and he grapples with how to enforce the rules just as i grapple with that uh, here in the uk so the geography might differ but some of the problems are the same and I, I would really like to think that clear members and members of the institute of regulation can make connections interact over time um, and benefit from the insight that we that we each have on our different regulatory challenges excellent well um make sure that uh, you you send information to stephanie uh, about the, the upcoming february conference and we of course have our, our international conference that's happening in in ireland in may so uh, there's always potential for us to have some overlap so that's great but but thank you and it's been great to hear about this initiative and uh we look forward to hearing more about the institute of regulation so thank you marcel for for speaking with us today thanks very much indeed and uh, it's great to have this opportunity and um, I, i'd encourage those looking uh, listening to this podcast to check out our website it's ioregulation.org uh, if you're interested and um, and I very much look forward to meeting some of your members whether in Ireland or in London or somewhere else um, over the over the coming period of years and um, and I wish you all the very best with your own regulatory challenges excellent absolutely thank you and it's been a pleasure you know we'd like to continue this conversation and uh, here are some of the things that our listeners can can think about um, you know, do any of the regulatory challenges that Marcel mentioned resonate with you? You know, how is your organization addressing these challenges? And what resources can Clear and the Institute of Regulation develop to help you meet those challenges? We greatly appreciate and thank our members for your feedback. I also want to thank our listeners for tuning into this episode. We'll be back with another episode of Regulation Matters, a clear conversation very soon. If you're new to the Clear Podcast, please subscribe to us. You can find us on Podbean or any of your favorite podcast services. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please leave a rating or comment in the app. Uh, those reviews help us to improve our ranking and make it easier for new listeners to find us. Feel free also to visit our website at www.clearhq.org for additional resources and a calendar of upcoming programs and events. Finally, I'd like to thank our CLEAR staff, specifically Stephanie Thompson. She is our content coordinator and editor for this program. Once again, I'm Lyon Dempsey, and I hope to be speaking to you again very soon.